Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. morning Muskoka and happy Saturday morning. I'm Kelly, local registered art therapist and phototherapy specialist here in downtown Huntsville and I'm your host of Mental for Art, the show that offers creative alternatives to talking it out because sometimes talking just isn't enough. Anywho, as you know this show is about you and your daily concerns and I'm just here on the other side of this mic to support you with those concerns using a variety of art and photo-based activities. And that's just a little something from me to you to help you see when you're stuck, where you're stuck, help you change your focus, and perhaps help you view your world just a little bit differently. So on this Saturday morning, let's just dive right into this week's episode and topic of conversation, which is a continuation of last month's episode, which focused on Stephen Cartman, so Dr. Stephen Cartman's Drama Triangle. And for those of you who were unable to tune into Mental for Art's last episode, um, the Cartman Triangle was created and used, or it, you know, was created, is still used, as a way to demonstrate the three roles that we as people play when it comes to um, drama-intense relationship interactions, you know, and as a way to show or model the connection between personal responsibility and power and conflicts. And the shifting roles that we, you know, as people play. And he defined, so, you know, Dr. Cartman defined these three roles or these three roles in conflict as the persecutor, the rescuer, and the victim. And he placed these three roles on an inverted triangle. So like an upside down triangle. And and he referred to them as being the three aspects or the three faces of drama. Because drama's drama. We all do it. And it's really quite interesting to think of conflict in this way, you know, and to think of, of us as playing roles while in and faced with conflict, because we do. And, you know, so that's what we're talking about today. The roles we play, or as I like to rephrase it, the roles we choose to play while we are experiencing conflict. So, um, Now, in the last episode of Mental for Art, we talked about and focused on the role of the victim in the drama drama triangle. So if you missed this episode, not to worry, you can always go back and listen to any and all previous episodes. And for the sake of the drama triangle, you can listen to any one of the three episodes that I'll be doing pertaining to those roles in the drama triangle. So, you know, last month, this month, and then next month in any order as they all feed into each other or, you know, feed off of each other. So there you have it. And, you know, while you're checking out my episodes, look at all the shows that are on. There's so many fantastic shows on on Hunter's Bay Radio. So check them out. Anywho, for, for this week, we're focusing on, like I said, and talking about the role of the persecutor and its many characteristics in this wonderful drama triangle. Last month, we focused on the role of the victim. And next month, we'll be focusing on the role of the rescuer. A really interesting role. So all of which, as I said, you can catch up um, and listen to at Hunter's Bay Radio. 
And all you have to do for that is just click on, um, you know, go to the, the website, click on what's on, then click on shows and scroll down to mental for art and you'll find me there. Click again and just choose the episode or episodes you want to listen to. So getting back to our topic for this week, what do you think of when you hear the word persecutor? What comes to mind for you when I say that? I mean, for me, when I hear the word persecutor, right off the top of my head, I think of someone who persecutes someone else or, you know, more simply put, someone who harasses or annoys or even punishes someone, you know, someone else persistently or repeatedly. You know, persecutors are critical of what you do. They constantly point out your flaws and are often the ones telling you that it's all your fault. And, you know, if you've listened to my, uh, one of my previous episodes on gaslighting, it's, it's, a similar, it's a similar role, you know, gaslighters and persecutors. And they're kind of like critical bosses or even critical parents. And all you parents and bosses, this is no offense intended to those, you know, those of you who are bosses and parents um, and who are not critical. It's just, it's just an example that's easy for me to use and easy for people to picture because we've all experienced a boss or a parent at one point or another. However, you know, unlike those bosses and parents who are fair and nurturing, these bosses and parents that I'm talking about, you know, that are persecutors are pretty strict and have set boundaries, sometimes even unattainable boundaries. And they're often, often the ones who feel like they have to win despite the cost, right? So they, got, they, they have to win all the time and they have to make you feel like you're wrong. So within this drama triangle, persecutors are essentially the ones that blame the victims and then come down hard on the rescuers. So again, the rescuers being the third point in, in the drama triangle, um, which we will be addressing in the next episode. But for the sake of this episode, like I said earlier, we're focusing on the persecutor or the blamer, you know, those individuals who are great at finding fault in others and want to have control or need to have control and not just control, but rigid, orderly control. Those individuals who are often seen as the bully. Again, we've all probably experienced a bully at one time or another, or someone who was bullying, um, you know, or, or even perhaps even been the bully at one time or another, you know, those who enjoy keeping victims feeling oppressed or, or like they have no power or authority. Those are what we, what we reference as the persecutors. So essentially the role of the persecutor is to, is to pass blame on the victims and criticize the behavior of the rescuers. And it does so without providing any assistance or guidance or even a solution to the problem at hand. So you're, you're left feeling like, yeah, it's your fault, right? They're not even giving you a leg up or a hand up or, or giving you some, some kind of um, support or, or even, like I said, a solution. They don't want you to succeed. They want you to fail. So really, they just point their fingers at others and feel good about doing that. So, you know, thus far, taking into consideration last month's episode on playing the victim, which role can you identify with most? Are you the victim? You know, someone who feels victimized or helpless, trapped or even hopeless or, or feeling sorry for yourself? Or do you identify more with the persecutor? You know, someone who needs to be in control and, and point fingers. Chances are 
you've played more than one role or even all three of these roles at one point or another, or even in one relationship or another. And why is that? Because we're human, right? You're human. They're human roles that we're talking about. The way we are affected by our experiences and how we choose to see ourselves in those experiences will undoubtedly determine the role we play. And sometimes some of us play one role more than another. And some of us, you know, some of us play um, one role consistently. Some of us even switch roles depending on the situation or the person we're dealing with or the conflict we're facing. You know, even in the same situation, we can flip from victim to persecutor to, to rescuer, depending on what, what we feel we need to do in that moment. So it's a really interesting topic of conversation and, you know, sometimes not an easy one to talk about, depending upon which role we find ourselves playing. You know, because no one really wants to be seen as the bully or be the bully, but circumstances and situations we face in life can create that need. No one really wants to feel helpless or trapped or victimized. But again, circumstances and situations we face in life can create that need in us as well. So that's a lot of talking. So I'm just going to leave you here and take a wee break so that you can absorb and reflect on what we've been talking about and perhaps see if you can relate to what, you know, I've been discussing or perhaps even recall a time or times when you may have played the role of the persecutor and found yourself pointing your finger at someone, you know, blaming someone or even bullying someone when it wasn't necessary. You know, like I said, these are humanistic roles. They are roles we play as a result of what we faced up to this point, you know, and, and you know, that we're, we're facing or up against in our lives. And we've all done it. So there's no judgment here. I know I've played each and every role at one point or another. So let's stop here and take a break. And when we return, I'll do my best to offer you um, a little creative activity or process to help support your awareness of your role as the persecutor and, and what you can do to avoid finding yourself in this role. So go grab a glass of water or a cup of coffee or tea, use the powder room or whatever you need to do and give some thought to your role of persecutor and what might be underneath that need to blame or point the finger. And I'll see you back here shortly. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Welcome back to Mental for Art. I'm Kelly, your host and local registered art therapist and phototherapy specialist. If you just tuned into the show, you have a few episodes of Mental for Art to look forward to and catch up on. And I'd also like to welcome, you know, any of you who are new listeners, and thank you for taking the time out of your Saturday morning to give me the opportunity, you know, to talk to you about everyday concerns and, and try and offer some creative alternatives and approaches to those concerns and how those concerns affect you and how you work them out. So if you're just tuning in, today we are focusing on the role of the persecutor in the Cartman dra drama triangle. The drama triangle that was created in the 60s by a psychiatrist named Stephen Cartman. And this, this drama triangle is, it's a visual that was created as a way, as I mentioned before, 
as a way to demonstrate the three roles that we play, you know, that people play when it comes to drama intense relationship interactions, and as a way to show or, or model the connection between personal responsibility and power and conflicts and the shifting roles that people play. You know, and as I've mentioned previously, Cartman defined these three roles and these three roles in conflict as the persecutor, the rescuer, and the victim. And he placed these three roles on an inverted triangle or an upside down triangle and referred to them as being the three aspects or three phases of drama. And like I mentioned before, it's really quite interesting to think of conflict in this way. And, you know, it's not the only way, but it's a really good representation and an eye opening way to think of ourselves as role players, as individuals playing the part of a role when we're faced with conflict. So it's almost like we're in our own little, our own little movie, right? <laughs> Pardon me. And that's what we're talking about today. The roles we play or choose to play as a result of conflict or difficult situations we're faced with. So now, now that you're up to speed for, for those of you who are just tuning in, and for those of you who are returning, um, I hope you had a chance to ponder and reflect on the role we're focusing on today. And that being the role of the persecutor or the role of the blamer or the bully. <clears throat> Pardon me. And whether or not you've played that role before, because chances are you've played this role at one time or another, or depending upon the situation or experience you found yourself in, you've played, you know, one role more than another. And when conflict comes a knocking and we're not prepared for it, or we find ourselves in uncharted waters and up against something difficult, we really don't know how we will respond, do we, right? Especially if these situations are new to us. So having said that, if you answered yes to having played the role of the persecutor before, rest assured, like I said, you're not alone. I can remember an instance or two where I played that role and not necessarily intentionally, but out of necessity or even as a form of defense. And that's what I mean about being faced with or in situations that challenge us. We never know how we will react until we, until we actually react. So now, however, if you consistently play the role of the persecutor, then perhaps it's time to ask yourself why that is. What has happened in your life that makes you consistently point the finger at someone else? You know, that has you passing blame or even being a bully so that you can feel more, more than or, or even in control. You know, I really encourage you to ask yourself why that is, because chances are, if you are consistently playing this role, then you're more than likely consistently finding yourself facing situations of conflict, you know, with your family, your friends, your coworkers, or even your employees. And that's, that's not a healthy place to be, because conflict is hard on the body and the mind, and it just doesn't feel good to be continually faced with challenging situations and challenging relationships. So here comes the creative part. What can we do if, if you do find yourselves in this role consistently, you know, if you find yourself in the role or consistently playing the role of persecutor? Well, we know that each role in the drama triangle represents a state of mind or more specifically how we think, how we feel, and how we act and react when we're faced with a difference of opinion or a disagreement, either with friends or even ourselves. And we know that this is not a healthy or not so healthy way of thinking. Um, 
And that, you know, this not so healthy way of thinking stems from somewhere because all our thoughts and actions do, they stem from somewhere. You know, perhaps it stems from a desire to be right, you know, like being right in how we feel or in our opinion or how we think others should respond or behave in certain situations. Having to be right can lead to unhealthy interactions. It can lead to never wanting to be wrong. And there's nothing wrong, pardon the pun, with being wrong. It's how we learn. You know, it's how we find out the right way or a better way to do something. So having to be right all the time isn't just unhealthy, it's detrimental to our learning. Not to mention, it's a huge energy zapper and, you know, it keeps us from taking responsibility for ourselves. Something that can lead to our missing out on opportunities or possibilities for a better life. You know, so whatever your reason is for taking on the role of the persecutor, you can be sure it stems from somewhere. So here's what I'm suggesting for today's creative. You know, for those of you who, who are finding yourselves playing this role of persecutor and wanting to change that, you know, this is a creative activity that I call mirror, mirror. That's simple to do, but will help you see yourself from the outside in and encourage change as a result of that awareness. So here's what I want you to do. For this creative activity, all you need is a large piece of white paper, colored markers, and a recent picture of yourself, some scissors, glue, or tape. And to begin this activity, I want you to take a black marker and in the center of your paper, write in big, bold capital letters, the word persecutor and circle it. After you've done that, um, using various markers, colored markers, I want you to arrow out from that word persecutor and list as many examples of what a persecutor is or means, um, you know, as many as possible. So for instance, you know, one arrow leading out from the word persecutor could read um, is a bully. Another arrow out could read um, has to be in control of everything. And another arrow out might read blames everyone else. And again, another arrow out could read never takes responsibility for their own actions, you know, and etc. List as many things related to being a persecutor as possible. If you have to turn to Google, then go for it. Just get as many examples as you can. You know, the idea is to fill your page with as many examples of what a persecutor looks like, acts like, thinks like, behaves like, and so forth as you can. Now, once you have exhausted um, examples of what a persecutor is, I want you to take that photograph of yourself and tape or glue it down on your paper over the word persecutor. And the next part might be hard for you because looking within and at ourselves is sometimes hard but it's where change resides. I can't emphasize that enough. Looking within and looking at ourselves is where change resides. So I really encourage you to do this next step with focus and intention. So holding the piece of paper with your photograph, now taped or glued over the word persecutor, I want you to read all those examples you wrote down about what a persecutor is out loud while looking at that photo of yourself. I want you to take note of how it feels to say those things about yourself and what comes up for you, because often what surfaces will give you an indication of what's underneath, underneath your need to be a persecutor and what's driving that. Because ultimately, we're all good people. We're all good people who are just responding and reacting to conflicts and difficult situations 
as a result of what's happened to us in our lives up to this point. And we can change how we respond, but it takes getting in touch with what's underneath before we can change how it grows. You see that? We have to get in touch with what's underneath before we can change how it grows. It's like tending a garden. So give it a go and see what comes up for you. You know, this activity isn't meant to be self-defeating or, or demeaning or critical. It's meant to help you see the role that you've been playing and why, you know, so that you can experience happier and healthier relationships all around. That's all it's for. And that, my friends, is a creative start to stepping out of the persecutor role and into one of awareness. And this brings us to the end of this month's episode of Mental for Art. I hope I was able to shine some light on why we choose to play the role of persecutor and how to identify what that need, where that need comes from. So thank you again for joining me and for taking the time out of your Saturday morning to make mine amazing. I look forward to meeting you back here again next month when I will address the third and final role of the drama triangle, that being the role of the, the rescuer, and offer another creative activity or approach for you to try. So keep your emails coming because I love reading them and brainstorming creative ideas that will support you with them. So please, be, you know, just be sure to send them those emails and letters to kelly at pictureyourselfwell.com using the subject line mental for art so I don't overlook them. And until then... This is Kelly, your host of Mental for Art, wishing you all positive growth and healing. Have a wonderful month, everyone. And remember that the best way to put a little happiness in your day is to color someone else's. So, see, so keep coloring it forward and I'll see you soon.